Wait a minute, I hear something. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Dr. Movie, where I talk about movies while I'm easing on down the road. Ease on down, ease on down the road. No, we're not doing the whiz. We're doing the wind. That's right. Uh, this is another one of those, I'm like, how, to ha- how have, I, <laughs> have I never seen this movie? Um, from 1986, The Wind, Thriller, suspense um again just one of those that kind of just kind of i just missed the radar somehow um it's got everything i love about a movie right it's got meg foster you got wings hauser i mean come on do you even have to say what role wings hauser plays in this movie because he's the same person in every movie he's kind of kind of the ultimate bad guy the only way you could make him any scarier is if you had him and David Hess together in a movie. Then you'd be questioning, okay, who's the real bad guy here? Because, you know, they're both pretty awesome at being... You got Steven Railsbeck in this. So again, how? How did I miss this? Maybe because it's a Greek film? I don't know. But uh, I'd never seen this, never really heard of it. Um... This movie was made by... Where did it go? Let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking. It's uh, Nico Mestoricus. Nico Mestoricus. Um, this guy... Um, gave us the Zero Boys. So, I don't know. To me, he gets extra points just for that. Uh, he gave us hired, hired to Kill. He gave us Ninja Academy. He gave us Glitch from 88. <laughs> Terminal Exposure. The Zero Boys. Sky High. Uh, Island of Death from 76. There's you one, right? That's kind of a, that's kind of a sleeper right there. Uh, death Has Blue Eyes. So I, I don't know a lot of his work, but the ones that I do, that's impressive. So, and as I said, as far as a cast, I mean, Meg Foster, Winghauser, uh, David McCollum's in this too, which he's always in there. Uh, Robert Morley, which when you see him, you, you just automatically know that guy. But yeah, Stephen Railsbeck in this, that, that room really caught me off guard because I did not see it in the credits whatsoever. But, you know, it's hard to mistake him, right? Uh, let's see. We don't have a... There's not a lot of information on this one. So, I noticed that it's not rated either. So, kind of a weird... A weird take. It gets a 5 out of 10 on IMDb. And we got some wider watches here. It says, extremely underrated thriller that deserves to be seen. And then it says, gosh, the acting in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, Meg Foster, Wingshauser, Stephen Railsbeck. I mean, uh, as far as I'm concerned, from our time of acting, 
these were some of the best of the time. Uh, again, still don't understand how I missed this one. It says, a decent little low-budget slasher affair. It's kind of a dream-casting... That's all it says. But yeah, I mean, so... It seems like the people that have seen this appreciate it from the same angle that I do, right? Because it is extremely well made. It it has it has an Italian feel to it. Or maybe it's just say European, right? Um, the music that's in it, which I wanted to look and see who did the music, because it's very, very uh, Simonetti, uh, goblin sounding, right? Especially the later goblin stuff when it was basically Simonetti by himself with some keyboards what it sounds like who knows he might have done this i don't know i I didn't dig deep enough and i'm not going to try to look right now while i'm driving uh but it really hit the feels with that and there's some nice camera movements and stuff that i think i think it reflects back to some some argento style filmmaking even though the plot and everything is totally different than we normally see in argento film but here's here you go here's something we've never heard before on on dr movie uh, yeah, uh, a, a, a thriller, uh, a mystery writer goes off to a secluded area to write the next novel. Wow. I think it's starting to get to be the theme of, of Dr. Movie, right? Because it seems like every week there's one of these movies where it's another author trying to get away and write their next novel and bad things happen. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like uh, the last three, four, five months, it just keeps popping back up. So, I don't know. But yeah, uh, as far as what's happening here, uh, she's renting some property. Uh, Meg Foster is, her character. Uh, Let me get to the cast here so I can get some names going. She is uh, Sean Anderson. S-I-A-N, Sean Anderson. And she's reading, uh, renting from Robert Morley, right? Who's uh, Elias Appleby. He owns the property. It's on the shoreline in Greece. Beautiful place. And uh, she goes there and meets him. And he's real quirky and highfalutin and says what he wants to say. And, you know... She takes it with a grain of salt, but, you know, she demands respect because of who she is. And he's like, look, I've never read your books. I don't know who you are. So uh, she settles in, and when they go into the the place where she's going to live, Elias, who's the owner, gets upset because the groundskeeper hasn't done a good job and fixed the things they said they were going to fix, which happens to be Wings Hauser. So there you go. I mean, <laughs> what else do you need to know? You, you already know where this is going, right? Wingshauser is a, an American that's stuck there. He's doing odd and end work, and some would say maybe hiding out. Who knows? Seems like a nice guy, but we know better. We know better because we know Wings. We're not going to cast him in any kind of movie and him be an okay guy. He's going to have a little screws that are loose, right? And boy, does he. The beautiful thing about this film, it's almost like The Hitcher, right? Um, Where you've got... She's writing the story, and she's influenced by 
the conversation she sets and has with the wings when he comes in. His name's Phil in the movie, by the way. And he talks about not really getting along with the owner, and you know, and he kind of gives a background of he was a, a military guy, and you know, he's kind of resettled, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, while she's sitting down and being creative and typing, she's influenced by the situation that's going on and writes out a story where Wingshauser goes in and kills Elias in an argument. And from there, this movie kind of rolls on. She, she looks outside and sees Wings digging in the yard and he's burying something. Oh, the thing is, this movie's called The Wind because... Elias tells her, beware of the wind. She said, "She said, well, I'm from Chicago. He's like, no, you don't understand. It's not that kind of wind. This wind can be devastating. So, kind of gives you that kind of feel about it. Uh, something's got to create some sort of isolation, right? And um, she, I'm just saying that in passing because it definitely plays into the rest of the movie. Um, but she sees him out there, Wingshauser's out there digging in the ground. And she sneaks out there later on and trips over something. A scarecrow falls on her, I think. And when she gets up, she notices a hand sticking up out of the ground. And it's, it's Elias' hand, right? So she th- is thinking, oh, no, this is, this is happening for real. And then it goes from there to where... Uh, she calls her boyfriend in America and says, hey, just want to let you know I can't get a hold of any anybody to come out and look at this stuff, but something's going on. So you kind of get that whole runaround, right, of what's happening. The, uh, the wife of Elias comes around and starts looking for him. Can't find him. She ends up missing as well. And, you know, so the, the, the plot just keeps thickening as, as we go on here. Lots of isolation. She finally gets her boyfriend to call, and he gets a hold of headquarters, I guess, in Greece. And Stephen Railsbeck's working there. And he's American as well. So there's this there's the language issue, right? We're not being able to speak Greek back and forth. So we have to have American people in here for this to happen, right? Or English speaking, anyways. Seymour Resbick comes out and thinks that she's kind of, you know, over-exaggerating. She's got a, you know, a wild imagination because she's this story writer. And, you know, then things just kind of get out of hand from there. And Stephen Resbick's character, who is uh, Kessner, knows about Phil. You know, I don't know if he's friends with Phil, which is Wingshauser's character, or what the story is. But there's definitely a, I mean, he calls him out by name when it goes, so he's, he's already thinking that, you know, they'll find him, they'll, they'll be able to, you know, settle this thing, and she's just overreacting, that kind of deal. She takes him to the place where, you know, Elias was buried, and there's nothing out there but like a can of garbage, or a trash bag of garbage that's been buried instead. So, is Wingshauser, you know, has he, has he, dug up the bodies and placed them somewhere else or is it all in her mind that's kind of where this thing runs right um 
And that's kind of where I'm going to leave it. Because, you know, there's a there's a definite payoff. I, I will say, I don't like the ending. That's my only problem with this movie. I, I think the ending is a weak ending. I think every everything leading up to it is excellent. It's just I'm not happy with the finale. Uh, but other than that, this is a solid flick, and I have to agree. I think it's I think it's pretty intense. And uh, this is Meg Foster at at her best, right? She probably looks her best here. She's kind of on point with the acting. It, it just it works, right? So that's this movie. I, I'm gonna give this. A, I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Could be a four. I probably need to watch it again, but I'll give it a three. It's a solid three, maybe a three and a half. How about that? Um, really surprised at the quality of this. It even even with the the wind that kind of happens in this and where it hits during the story, um, it kind of feels like The Shining. So it, it has that atmosphere about it. It's weird that you don't get that feeling at all through the majority of the movie, but there's something about it when the when the, the wind comes in that really transforms this movie into something else. So uh, that's really all I got on this one. Um, this one will be an acquired taste, right? Uh, if you like murder mysteries, if you like the whole scenario of, is it, is it a psychological thriller? I mean, if you like Wings Hauser, Steven Rielsbeck, Meg Foster, you just have to, you got to see it. You got to see it. If you like it or not, I think you're going to be impressed with just the chemistry uh, with these characters. So that's my thoughts on this one. It's the wind. It's on Tubi for free. So if you don't have Tubi, what are you doing? Tubi's got everything. It's it, to me. It's and I'm not. I'm not paid by Tubi. I'm, I wish I was paid by Tubi. Um, but man, their their selection is pretty unreal. What you get for free. So uh, do yourself a favor and at least get the app on your phone or whatever and, and watch some of this stuff. But yeah, the wind. You need to check it out from 1986. Uh, give it a shot. Let me know what you think about it. All right, folks. That's it for this one. We will, you know, check you later.